Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to look at a peculiar couple verses in Mark chapter 14, verses 51 and 52. Before that though, as has been our MO through Mark, we're going to skip over a few sections that are paralleled almost verbatim in the book of Matthew. So you can go hear devotions on Jesus foretelling Peter's denial, on Jesus praying in Gethsemane, and on the betrayal and arrest of Jesus back in the Daily Dose podcast episodes 575, 576, and 577. That's Matthew chapter 26, verses 30 through 56, all told. That's three different devotions, which cover three sections in Mark that we're going to go ahead and skip because we covered them in Matthew. So following the betrayal and arrest of Jesus after he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, we read these two verses that are only in the book of Mark. Chapter 14, verses 51 and 52, here's what they say. And a young man followed him with nothing but a linen cloth about his body, and they seized him. But he left the linen cloth and ran away naked. These two verses represent one of the least understood parts of the Gospels. Who is this young man? Why is this included? At first, I thought about just skipping it and not covering it all, but this is in Scripture. Scripture is the inspired Word of God, so it's here for some reason that maybe we should explore and dig into. But I got to admit, I had nothing when I was looking at it and thinking about it. So I did a little bit of research online and came across an article by Abraham Cruvilla, or Kuruvia, don't know how to say his name, on the Dallas Theological Seminary Voice, which is a publication they put out. And this article is very helpful. I'm going to link it in the show notes so you can explore this a little bit more on your own if you'd like. Some scholars have suggested that because this only shows up in Mark, it's not included in Matthew, it's not included in Luke, the other synoptic gospels, and it's certainly not included in John, which is a gospel that's a little bit different than the other three. Some have suggested that the other authors edited it out because even they, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, saw no value in including it. Some have suggested that this is Mark putting himself in the narrative, kind of like an artist might paint themselves in the corner of a scene to leave their stamp on their masterpiece. I've come across others who have suggested that this might be a young boy who was in the upper room with the disciples and Jesus when they had the Passover meal together. But the fact is, we don't have any clarity at all about who this young man is. And because it's not specified, that might not be the tree that we ought to be barking up. Rather, we should take a look at other clues in the text and see what we might glean from this text being in Scripture. Mark writes that this young man followed Jesus. In describing him as a follower, he is maybe likening this young man to the disciples of Jesus. A follower, after all, is a disciple. And he's wearing nothing but a linen cloth. He got wrapped up in the melee of Jesus' arrest, and they seized him. But he was able to escape them, leaving the linen cloth and running away naked. So here you have this follower of Jesus, this disciple, who just like Jesus' official disciples, his 12 disciples, or if you want to say 11 because Judas is turned by now, just like them, this young man in this linen cloth has fled. You may remember back in Mark 14 verses 26 through 31, which is paralleled back in Matthew 26 verses 30 through 35, that's episode 575, you may remember that Jesus predicted that the shepherd would be struck and the sheep would be scattered. In other words, Jesus' disciples would flee 
flee after he was arrested. Peter resisted this prediction. He said, no, no, I'm not going to flee. I'll stand with you even till death. But even Peter ended up fleeing. And here you've got this young man, this follower, who could be understood as a disciple, even if not one of the 12. He's giving us an image of the ultimate fleeing. Not only did this young man scatter the way that the other disciples did, but he scattered in a most humiliating way. He chose nakedness over being identified with Jesus in any way, shape, or form. The author in the Dallas Theological Seminary article that I'm going to link says that this is the ultimate symbol of failure. The disciples have totally and completely failed to follow Jesus. They failed to not flee. He has some very interesting insights regarding the linen cloth as well, likening that to the linen cloth that Jesus was eventually buried in. Not that it's the same cloth, but there's some symbolism here potentially, which we won't get into in this devotion. You can read about it in the article if you'd like. But the point of this text may be to highlight just how bad the disciples performed in discipling, how they utterly failed at following Jesus. And not only that, but it highlights just how alone Jesus was in those final hours. These two verses may be included just to help us grasp to a greater degree the humility, the isolation that Jesus would have experienced, as well as the betrayal and fear that his closest friends displayed in a most critical moment. This makes what we know to be the end of the story even more dramatic, more incredible. Jesus, at the last minute, didn't decide to abort his plan and go back to heaven and live happily ever after with his father without regard for this fickle, thankless, uncommitted, sinful, corrupt, and wayward humanity. No, despite the fact that he was betrayed and left high and dry by his closest friends, he went through with the crucifixion and created a path by which we, undeserving as we are, could be reconciled to God. Here's another aspect of this reality which should be encouraging and inspiring to us. Despite the fact that we ourselves have it in us to betray, to abandon Jesus, he's still willing to forgive us and redeem us and use us for his work. Even though we are like this young man who have a tendency to choose fleeing and nakedness over standing firmly with the Lord during a moment of testing, Jesus is still willing to have us in his family, to use us as his instruments. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It's not okay for us to bail. It's not okay for us to stay silent when we know the Lord is calling us to speak up. It's not okay for us to go along to get along when we know that God is asking us to hit the brakes and say something that's not going to be popular. It's not going to get us likes and follows on social media. But when we have that tendency, if we are willing to acknowledge our failure, he is willing to restore and repurpose us for his kingdom. Just look at what he did with the disciples who scattered. In a few books from now, book of Acts and following, we're going to see that he used many of them to spread the gospel to the outermost parts of the world. In fact, today we are here as believers in Christ because God used these broken vessels who abandoned him and fled in fear and knowing that we are no better than them, we can have great confidence that he's going to use us to do great things in his name and for his glory. That's good news, friends, and it just might be the reason God had Mark include this detail about a young man fleeing naked after Jesus' arrest. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.